Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. I have found that by accommodating everybody else, you completely lose yourself and you completely lose your happiness. And that just wasn't something I was willing to compromise on. Hey everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. My name is Sam Webb, and this show is dedicated to ending the stigma around mental health through community, connection, and the hard-hitting truth. I'll be speaking with guests from all over the world about life to inspire and to educate people to speak up so that we can save more lives. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of It Ain't Week to Speak. Thank you to everyone for being a part of this community. Thank you for taking the time to listen, learn, and grow and invest into your own future. I appreciate everyone's time, everyone's energy for tuning into the episodes week after week. I hope that you're taking away some really good insights and some positives into your own life uh, and able to share that around with people who may need it. Thank you very much for trusting in myself. Thank you very much for trusting in living and the community. Uh, whatever it is that is inspiring you to learn and to grow, um, whatever that is, keep doing it. I hope that you're, you're gaining momentum and traction on your own life and I'll never take your time for granted. So thank you very much. Well, today's guest is going to blow your socks off. Her name is Anna Wood. She's an intuitive channel transformational coach and spiritual teacher who helps people activate their inner power and remember who they really are. I actually met Anna Wood out here in Los Angeles through a friend of mine here in Santa Monica, and she's a beautiful soul who's doing amazing work. And I'm actually really, really intrigued about this topic today because it was one that I'm probably not so experienced on so to speak several years ago Anna was uh, a Stanford MBA and she used to work for Google she conquered her lifelong struggle with OCD anxiety and depression through transformational inner work and speaking her truth and I'm gonna talk to her today on all levels around why wasn't she fulfilled when she attained all these goals and all these external achievements what led her on her own path to create the life that she wanted to live and how you can uncover the real inner voice within yourself and align yourself with your higher power so that you can live truer, live better and live happier. Today I really want to find out all things spirituality, how you can be in touch with your heart over your head and how to listen to your own intuition so that you can live the life that you want to live. Uh, without taking into account too many people's opinions and thoughts and feedback, how to stay on track despite what people may think. Anna's done it all. She's one of the brightest minds that I've actually spoken to so far on the podcast. She comes from a wealth of experience. She's got this core, deep belief and desire around living the best life and listening to your higher self. And I really want to pick this apart because she's coached thousands of people who feel stuck to manifesting their dream lives through the power of living true to their self and their core and their higher self. So without further ado, let's bring Anna Wood onto the podcast. 
Well, I'm very, very, very lucky to be here today with a, uh, another Californian local. She's based in between Venice and Santa Monica. Anna Wood, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. How are you doing? I'm amazing. Thank you for having me, Sam. I'm excited to talk to you. To give our listeners a little bit of background, you and I met, we've met once uh, through a mutual friend, Miles Scott. The reason why I quote him as that is because he's been on the podcast before. People might know who he is. And I'm glad that we met. I'm, I'm very, very fascinated about the work that you do. And I can't wait to dive into it in this episode. Beautiful. Exciting. Without further ado, and obviously just to dive straight into it to give our listeners more background about who you are and where you actually really have come from and your passions behind becoming this transformational coach and dealing with spirituality and things like that. You know, I really want to talk about that into this podcast because it's certainly an area that I probably don't know a lot about. And I love bringing on guests who can help me. Um, I like to think I'm a student of life, so I want you to be able to help me help our listeners in that field. But that's part of your journey now. Where did all that come from? I want to I want to dive deep into your passions, the whys. How did you end up in this situation that you currently find yourself in? It's been a winding road, and it all makes perfect sense in retrospect. Of course, along my journey, there were many times where I didn't know where I was going, but I was born and raised in Silicon Valley. That's where I lived most of my life. And Silicon Valley, it's super cerebral, really high achieving, mostly atheist. And I was born this very, very spiritual old soul. When I was a kid, I could see energy. I had a lot of extrasensory abilities. And I very quickly learned that other people didn't have these abilities. And um, I kind of shut them down. It was like my biggest secret. I really thought something was wrong with me when I was growing up, but I was very good at playing the earth game and getting rewarded for being successful in Silicon Valley. So when I was growing up, I went to achieve all of these things that I thought were going to make me happy. I was programmed to think were going to make me happy. So I was, you know, president of everything, all the sports teams, all of that. And uh, I really focused on credentials. I went to UC Berkeley undergrad and worked at Google for years and got my Stanford MBA. I was always on the seeking path, the personal development path. You know, I designed my own major around it in college and started coaching while I was at Google and also was an Arbuckle fellow during my during business school. What's an Arbuckle fellow? Can you tell me what, what that means? Uh, Arbuckle fellow is this really incredible program within Stanford Business School where you train to be a transformational coach. While I was in that program, it was really obvious, this is my gift. Okay. And I know that I'm an amazing coach. Part of the reason I'm an amazing coach is because I can see. I can see who people really are. And I see the best version of them and I help them see that in themselves and take off what I call coats. Your coats are everything that's dimming your true energetic signature, which is who you really are. So things like your limiting beliefs, your fears, the negative things you tell yourself about yourself. So I built this coaching business out of business school and it was really founded on, I guess, more socially accepted in the tech world terminology and uh, personal development uh, techniques. But really where I found to get the most power was from the spirit world. You know, having this knowledge that I'm a spiritual being, receiving guidance from my guides, from the guides of the people I work with. I graduated from business school. I was engaged at the time. And I had all of these things that were supposed to make me happy. You know, I remember for most of my life 
thinking I'm going to be happy when I, when I graduate from this. What do you think made you think that you were going to be happy when you got these things, you know? It's programming, you know, from a very young age, especially where I grew up, we're taught that if you want to be successful and remember success is what you make of it. To me, success is happiness, is fulfillment, is serving people um, and serving myself. But oftentimes we're taught to believe success is a certain amount of money or a certain position at a certain company. But we learned that through schools, even through junior school, primary, we call it primary school in Australia, junior school here in the States, middle school, high school, uh, even through family upbringings, parents, the way you train, the way you teach. And that's just the way of life. No one, no one would ever sit here and say, okay, what's your goal in life? I want to be happy. I want to be doing things that are purpose-driven, meaningful, adding value to people's life, adding value to my own life. Yeah, that's exactly right. You know, I, we, can, we can optimize for happiness in, itself instead of optimizing for these things that we're taught will make us happy. And I remember being in second grade saying, I have to go to Stanford and nowhere else. So it starts really, really young. I'm, by the way, so grateful I had those experiences. They taught me so much. Every single part of my journey was so important. But, you know, I looked around and realized these things that were supposed to make me happy were not making me happy. And because I was neglecting who I really am as a spiritual being and a spiritual teacher, it manifested in all sorts of negative ways. I had crippling OCD ever since I was very, very young, couldn't leave my room for hours. Um, I struggled with anxiety, depression, being overweight. It manifested in different ways throughout different phases of my life. And as a seeker, as someone who's always focused on my own evolution, I really went within and I found answers looking within my own soul that I never found at these academic institutions. It was far more profound looking within myself than looking within a book or anything like that. And ultimately I made the decision to make this my life. I called off my wedding. I switched up a lot of things about my life and basically burnt wow. it to the ground to rebuild like a Phoenix. And I also really came out of the closet spiritually, which was my biggest fear. Okay. It still is in a lot of ways. It's, it's something that I still, I'm constantly pulling back more layers about, but I had grown up in this environment where if you even suggest that, you know, the way you receive information is from higher dimensional realms, people think you're crazy or you might lose your credibility. And that was something that I really got to step into anyways, with the power of speaking my truth. And I've found speaking your truth to be a super highway to higher consciousness and to really finding your people. Now people see who I am and seek me out because, because of the journey I have and because I'm so honest and unapologetic really about the way I believe reality works and the way I believe personal and transformational work really works. Wow, that's unreal. And you've, you know, you've articulated that extremely well, Anna, I must say. But I want to find out and I want to talk more about the turning point. What was the, the, the change moment for you? You know, you had all these things, but you realized that they weren't manifesting into ways that make you happy. What did that moment feel like to you to go, right, I'm going to make this change and this is what I'm going to do. And this is the journey I'm actually going to, I'm going to seek. And this is what I want to find out more about myself. And I'm going to do it regardless of what anyone thinks and says of me, because I'm sure you had people like that in your life as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, I've had honestly many 
pivotal decision points. I call mm-hmm. them decision points. Yeah. Every moment's a decision point, but I guess I'll, I'll share two that were really important. One of them was in business school when I started my business as a coach and a teacher online. And it was so obvious to me that this was my path. It's a very untraditional path out of Stanford Business School. And there were a lot of jobs I could have had that would have been more secure and higher paying and would have looked really good and what (laughs) what all my peers and friends were doing. And, you know, when I shared what my plan was, people very close to me in my life, friends and family, completely didn't believe in what I was doing and made that very clear to me. And same with the career counselors at Stanford. And it was just one of these things where I knew intuitively not to get advice from anyone and to just put blinders on because everybody is always going to give you advice, Uh totally well-intentioned, but give you advice based on their own personal experiences and to confirm what has been true for them in their lives. But truth is very subjective and what's true for somebody else may not be true for you. And yes, maybe somebody else wouldn't be on the path that I'm on, but I have learned to go within myself and seek my own guidance, regardless of what anybody else thinks. So that was a big one. Um, really, really kind of like going against the advice of everyone in my life who I really respected to start my business. And it's really so much more than a business, you know, it's my mission and my calling. It's your purpose and in life. It's my purpose in life. And after I, I started my business, you know, I was engaged and this is where it really became clear that I was meant to walk a more spiritual path still very closeted at the time. And the whole year I was engaged, I was receiving guidance. And I've been receiving guidance from the spirit world my entire life. It's, it's been, I believe, like one of the greatest advantages I've had in life is how clear my channel is. It's like a superpower. It is like a superpower that we all have, by the way. Most people neglect it. Some people are more attuned than others, but, but everybody can develop it. And I had been neglecting it for so long and living in my brain instead of my heart, walking the Silicon Valley path that I was on, that it hadn't been as attuned as it was when I was younger. But when I was engaged, it started to become very attuned. And I started to receive messages like you wouldn't believe. I mean, they were so obvious, so explicit. And they all said, don't get married. And this was incredibly disturbing to me because I was in love. I had planned my future and life and envisioned my future and life with this person. And also I'm a fiercely loyal person. So I had said yes. And the idea of not honoring that was, wasn't even on the table for me. Like I was going to go through with this, but the guidance was very explicit not to get married. I didn't understand why. And so again, it manifested in all sorts of negative ways. I wasn't sleeping. I wasn't eating. You could knock me over with a feather. I was physically very unwell. And um, eventually it got to the point where somehow I got the ovaries to call it off. I I, I honestly don't know. It's the hardest thing I ever did. It immediately impacted and changed almost everything in my life from the person I loved and was my best friend, losing that person, but also losing a lot of other people in my life too, and my home. And, you know, I was basically completely broke as well. So... I remember that day giving back the ring and moving out and this is rock total rock bottom for me. Um, I remember telling myself like, Anna, this is going to be the worst year of your life, but it'll be worth it because five years from now you'll be happy. And the opposite 
was true. It ended up being the best year of my life. It was absolutely the most challenging, but it was the best. And almost immediately, everything started aligning for me. Literally that day, for the first day in a year, I started sleeping again. I started eating again. I became very guided and I hopped aboard what I call the magical universe train, which is where everything becomes synchronicity, like literally everything. Every single person I met after that, everything started aligning in my business. Life became very magical and um, my psychic gifts completely reactivated, like instantaneously. And I realized, wow, that guidance I've been getting, if I follow this, my life will become a dream and I can teach other people to do this as well, to let themselves be guided instead of muscling through everything with their brain, which is what I had been programmed to do. And I was really good at playing that game. I could do it, but it wasn't fulfilling and it wasn't making me happy. And if I follow the guidance, if I follow what lights me up, life becomes a dream. Life becomes very magical. And I've been on the magical universe train ever since. That was certainly one of many, but one of the most significant decision points for me. How did you muster up so much self-belief and so much self-discipline that the decision that you made, regardless of anyone else's advice or opinions, you were going to stay strong to it? That's what I find really, really inspiring because I feel like there's so many great moments in life and things that we believe in, but other people have an opinion and it changes what, what our beliefs are instantaneously. How do you stay so committed to that? Your relationship with yourself is the number one thing. And it affects all of your other relationships. It affects your relationship with life and with the universe. And so I have found that by accommodating everybody else, you completely lose yourself and you completely lose your happiness. And that just wasn't something I was willing to compromise on. And the most challenging part of the, of the path is losing people. If you've been best friends with your friends from high school your entire life, you probably aren't evolving. And evolution is this path to ascension. This path to ascension is this path of merging with your higher self. Your higher self is who you really are. It is this consistent and persistent voice, almost like hovering above yourself that is guiding you all the time. And the more you trust that voice, the more you will align with who you really are. And yes, People may fall away, people may doubt you, people may even lash out at you, but those aren't your people. And the more you take off your coats, the more you align with your higher self, the brighter you will shine in what I call your unique energetic signature, which we all have glimmering inside of our hearts. The more your unique energetic signature shines through and your people will find you. And it almost doesn't even matter because Mm. you find yourself. All of the happiness is within. People are searching for happiness outside of themselves with the car or the certain job or the certain relationship or the newest like sneakers or whatever it is that you were programmed to believe is going to make you happy is going to make you happy for about five seconds and then you're going to be alone in your house, maybe with a lot of people that you've been trying to please that are sort of in your life, but actually deeply unfulfilled. And that's how most people live their lives. And I've never been willing to do that. And so when you ask how, it's a little bit of a difficult question to answer because I believe in order to serve my mission, I was kind of designed with this innate trait of being unwilling to 
compromise when it comes to my own path to evolution. And it hasn't been easy. It's made for a very, very challenging journey for me because it's, it's led for constant reinvention and constant rebirth and constant shedding of skin. But it is incredibly fulfilling. And to me, that is what makes me happy is fulfillment and alignment with my higher self and understanding that, again, truth is very subjective. What is true for me, Anna, may not be true for you, Sam. So Mm. if you are listening to what everybody else is telling you, again, they may be completely well-intentioned. They may love you. and they're. But really what they're doing when they're sharing advice is confirming and reinforcing the choices that they've made in their own lives and what they've been brought up to believe and what they've been brought up to to have learned and where they've learned that from it all comes from their own journey and their own place right exactly true empowerment true embodiment comes from within and if you are looking outside of yourself for answers for guidance you are not embodied you are not empowered you may be able to to find resume success on paper success but that's not what success is. And I really encourage all of my clients from the beginning to define what is success for you? What does that actually look like? Because on the surface level, it may look like a big engagement ring, or it may look like, you know, having a certain position at a certain company. But when you re- when I really peel back the layers with, for them, that's not what it's about. They want those things because they believe those things will make them happy. And we can actually optimize for happiness itself for fulfillment itself by tuning that, you know, antenna inwards instead of outwards and really tuning into yourself and what is happiness for you, what is fulfillment for you. Thank you very much for sharing that because we hear it all the time, you know, with people from probably all walks of life. But if we're talking about people from a celebrity background or people who are seem like from an outside looking in, they've got it all, you know, but they're still searching for that answer because they're not happy and maybe they're turning to drugs or some sort of... Sort of Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, It's a it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? 
helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Abuse or an addiction and something's off. And it's, it's really important. I, f- I find it very fascinating as to how you've been able to tune into this inner self and this dial inside of you in a way that, you know, can really change not only the course of your life and your journey, but can really bring you real happiness despite whether you have the things that you thought would have brought you the happiness. And I know that you do a lot of this stuff, you know, with your transformational coaching and helping people feel and become unstuck and not feeling like they're stuck all the time. Is there any quick fixes or is there any quick ways for people to be able to be more in tune with their inner self so that they can be more aligned with their, you know, higher self? And how, how does all that work? What are some, any tools or takeaways that people can pick up from this, this conversation right now? Well, first, hear me when I say you are never stuck. And it's never too late to change your mind and you're never in too deep. And wherever you are right now is just perfect. And it's been my darkest parts of my journey that have actually propelled me into the light. I think of it like a slingshot, like the deeper you go into the darkness, actually the more potential you have to sling into the light. And all of this can serve you in a positive way. When it comes to tuning into your inner compass, this is a practice and you've got to show up every single day with yourself as your greatest compass. And this will be a practice every time and it's not gonna be perfect, but you get to get in the habit of asking yourself, is this true for me? Anytime anybody's giving you advice, ask yourself, first of all, you can thank them, you can honor them, that that's true for them. And then get in the habit of asking yourself, is this true for me? To get that answer, you really wanna tune into your heart. So we're taught in Western culture to believe that the soul resides in the brain, if, if you even believe in a soul, and that the brain has the answers. The brain has neurons in it that compute things and give you a yes or no, but that's actually not true. We have brain neurons all over our entire body, but especially in our gut and in our heart. This will get a little esoteric, but we have these seven chakras. The three lower chakras are our body. The three upper chakras are our spirit. And then the heart the fourth chakra, the middle chakra, is really a portal to our higher self that connects the spirit world and the physical world. And the more you can reside your soul and your heart, the more you can let yourself be guided. And your heart is speaking to you all the time. And I'm going to teach you the way to know if it's your heart speaking or your head speaking. So mm-hmm. our brains are really, really good at analyzing large amounts of information, making pros and cons lists, telling stories. Whereas our heart doesn't analyze information. Our heart is actually where our intuition lies. And there are studies, if you look into the Heart Math Institute, really incredible institution, um, has shown that the heart actually has predictive powers. It is intuitive. Uh, There's one study in particular where participants, their heart is being monitored, and participants are shown images that are either pleasurable or disturbing. So like pictures of puppies or pictures of a murder scene. And... Uh, it's been shown that the heart responds to the photo, not only before the participant sees the photo, 
but before the photo has even been chosen, before the participants know what the photo is. So regardless of what you believe about spirit, about your soul, um, science has shown us that there there is intuition and it resides in our heart. And I've really, really tapped into this and what is the heart? What is the head? Because we have these internal dialogues happening Mm -hmm. in our head all the time. The way our heart speaks to us, I've found that it's a a deeper voice and it's what I call consistent and persistent. So it speaks to you in short answers. It might be a word or a phrase and it's consistent. It's always going to give you the same answer. Whereas the brain, you can flip-flop. It might be Mm -hmm. on Saturday, it might give you one answer, Sunday, a different answer. And it changes, yeah. And it's persistent. It always bubbles to the top. So in the example of calling off my wedding, I did not want to call off my wedding, you guys. Like that was the last thing I wanted to do. So every single day, you know, my, my brain would tell me meandering stories of reasons why I should get married. And, you know, would I ever find anyone like him? And am I going to be alone forever? And wow, he's really such an amazing guy. He loves me so much. I could always convince myself to stay and it would maybe make me feel good for between 30 minutes and like 24 hours. But then that consistent, persistent voice that was short and low and it's like this knowing would bubble up to the top and say, don't get married, don't get married. And it's persistent. It's going to keep coming up. If you've had this internal knowing, for instance, to leave your job, your brain might tell you to, to stay. Like, am I really going to make money pursuing my passion? Am I making like the worst decision ever if I stay? Mm-hmm. So your brain will convince you, but that consistent, persistent voice that says, Pursue your jewelry business. Pursue mm. your, that's your heart. And the more you attune to your heart and listen to it, it's like a muscle. It gets stronger. That signal gets stronger. You can hear it more clearly and you can let yourself be guided. And as you do that, you will see how things become very magical because your heart knows what's up. Your heart will guide you. Figure out whatever your practices are that help to quiet the mind so you can actually hear the heart, whether that's meditation or surfing or yoga or going for walks in nature, anything could be meditation really, as long as it quiets your mind, listening to music, as long as it quiets your mind so you can actually hear your heart. Because our minds, especially in Western culture, are so loud and never turn off that it can be really hard to attune yourself to the frequency of your heart. What are some of the the self-care strategies that you do so that you can listen to your heart more? What do you do when you find yourself, maybe your, your head's getting a bit too loud? And that you need to quiet it down so that you can focus on what your heart's really telling you. What, what are some things that you do, Anna? I have so many tools in my arsenal. And that's, that's what I recommend. You know, people are, a lot of times when I do podcasts or interviews, people actually ask me, what's your routine? And I always say, I don't have a routine because routines stifle me. I am a, I am a spirit. I need different things on different days, depending on how I'm feeling and what I have going on that day. So I have all sorts of tools in my arsenal, but the things that are most powerful for me, number one is nature. Our planet Earth vibrates on a frequency that is incredibly healing. And in the modern age, especially if you live in a big city, you are constantly getting dragged to another frequency. And so the more you can get in nature, breathe in fresh air or get in the ocean, which is incredibly healing, get your feet on the ground, you will actually raise in frequency and get into the higher frequency emotions like love and bliss. And one of the amazing things about nature is it's so consistent. Like, have you ever gone for a hike and not felt better? Have you ever gotten in the ocean and not felt better? Like, it is so reliable. 
So that's a big one for me. I, I make sure I get my feet on the earth, my bare feet on the earth for at least 30 minutes every day. And, uh, my other favorites are, are breath accompanied by yoga and stretching. We only use a very small amount of our DNA and we're told that there are only five senses. There are many more than that. We're only using a tiny part of our DNA and of our brain. And part of the information I receive is that we can unlock parts of our DNA that are actually hidden in certain parts of our body that we're not moving. And by stretching my body and by moving my body with accompanied with breath, our breath is what grounds our spirit into our body. I've had thousands of very profound spiritual experiences. So yeah, I would say those are my favorite nature and then yoga and stretching. A question I, I want to ask, probably more of a personal question. Have you have you relinked with any of your old foes from, from back when you were going through college that have sort of seen you on this journey and that are like, I actually want to know more about it now. Can you help me? Have you? I think a lot of my friends from, from college, from business school, I, I'm like the weird, the weird spiritual one. <laughs> um, but that also means that they come to me for a lot of advice and I know that I'm always kind of expanding them or challenging them outside their comfort zone. And I always tell them, don't take what I say. If you ask me, I will share how you might be able to find these answers within yourself. And then you can take that away and do with it what you like and see what's true for you. Again, what's true for me may not be true for you. Totally. A lot of people, of course, have fallen out of my life. They're not on, on this frequency and my ideas really challenge their belief systems which make them uncomfortable and not everybody wants to expand in that way and i mean that's okay and there's going to be a lot of people listening to this podcast right now that are going to feel the same way and it's all right isn't it letting people go that have been with you your whole life because you might have chose a different path and they're no longer on that path with you it's totally okay if you are dimming your light in order to accommodate those people you are uh, really disservicing yourself and you're preventing more people from really finding you. Like my yeah. people find me because I'm shining really bright, my true signature. You have times in your life where you're closer with certain people and you have times in your life where you're not really resonating on the same frequency. Mm-hmm. And especially now when what's happening with the global climate, so many people are have the time now in quarantine to go within and start asking the deeper questions and um, that maybe they never had time to ask before because they were in such a constant state of stress, anxiety, and fatigue because they were living in a nine to five job that they hate. And now all of a sudden they have this opportunity to really tune into who they really are and maybe press the reset button on, is this really the life that I want to be living? Maybe they lost their job or maybe they're working from home now and they're realizing, wait, I never actually liked my job anyways. And maybe this is an opportunity for me to actually do what I'm passionate about. And as they do that, they start to hop about aboard the magical universe train. And um, yes, I've had many people reach out to me specifically in recent months that are beginning their spiritual journey. So that's really exciting. It must be nice for you to be on this journey yourself, you know, from a place of thinking that this is the right path to then getting completely on a new path. And then, taking so many steps in your mind you probably didn't find it was such a risk so to speak yeah you you, i'm sure it would have been the hardest thing in your life to say no to that wedding but to get to this place where you're at right now it must it must feel how does it feel it feels amazing and 
I always do what makes me feel good. That's how you know something is aligned, even if it's mm. challenging, because we tend to overweigh short-term pain. So I can, and I have thousands of people that reach out to me all the time and say, I wish I did what you did. I knew intuitively not to get married and now I have kids and I'm in a marriage that I, I don't want to be in. And I tell them, it's never too late to change your mind. But people tend to know when things are off for them they go ahead anyways because they overweigh that short-term pain of, oh, how could I possibly call off my wedding? That's would be so challenging. And what would people think of me? And yes, that's true. But remember when I called mine off, I'm like, this is going to be the worst year of my life. It really wasn't. And we underweigh that long-term pain of if I don't go, if I don't call off my wedding and go through the short-term pain, what is the long-term pain of consistently having that heart voice bubble to the surface and say, this isn't right. This isn't right. This isn't right. Every single day for the rest of your life. Like what about that pain? Yeah, true. And as you said earlier, I mean, it's becoming more in tune with that inner compass to a place where you, you've got to also trust it too, right? You've got to work with it to a point where you trust it enough to go, okay, it is telling me the truth and it's not trying to sabotage my current situation and it's not working against what I'm trying to achieve and it's here to save me, it's here to look out for me, it's here to do right by me instead of, because a lot of thoughts come and go. You, you and I both know that, Anna. A lot of thoughts into our brains come and go probably every minute, you know? It's like, what do you take on? What don't you take on? There's a lot at play here, but as you said and as what you do best and I know the work that you do, you help people on that journey to, you know, to transform, to rewire their thinking, their brains so that they can, so that not only they can live better for themselves, but they can live in what you call the, the higher self. And then they can start on a journey of purposeful freedom and, you know, this really nice journey to unlock their true potential. When you slow down and attune to your higher self, you can get in responding mode. Responsibility is the ability to respond. And so an event can happen and all events are neutral. There is no good or bad. And rather than just automatically reacting to it, you can respond to it and make intuitive choices. And there's so much power in that. When you learn how to respond instead of react, you become very powerful to create, to manifest, to align with who you really are. Beautifully said, Anna, beautifully said. And before we, we sort of get to a close on this episode, I mean, I could probably talk to you all day because you're, you're giving me an absolute teaching lesson here and I'm learning so much from you and I love it. What's the one, one of the biggest things that you've learned on this journey for yourself? I mean, you, you said earlier, you're always learning and every single day is, you know, you're working on things that work and don't work. What's your biggest takeaway that you've learned yourself? Even if you're not consciously aware of it yet, you came here with very unique gifts. And there are these things that come so naturally to you that you don't even see them as gifts. And they're probably the things that people go to advice for you on. They're probably the things that you're giving away for free that you totally take for granted. And the universe needs your gifts. And if you are living a life that's not aligned for you, that's if you're working in a nine to five job that you hate, if you're living somebody else's dream that you inherited from your parents or that you learned on TV was supposed to make you happy, you are robbing the universe of those gifts. And a lot of people are programmed to believe that, oh, if I follow what lights me up, if I do what I'm passionate about, if I share my gifts, how am I going to make money? And trust me when I say that these gifts can help so many people. And if you share them and you serve the world with your gifts, you will receive abundance back because that is the language of the universe, giving and receiving. And the more I give out to the world completely because it's what I love to do, 
the more abundance I receive back. And I've never worried about the finances behind things. And if I did, I would not be where I am now because trust me, everyone at Stanford Business School told me I would never make any money. And if I had listened to that or if I had prioritized money, I would be deeply unhappy right now. I'm positive about that. You are very guided and very supported. We all have teams of guides and light supporting us. You know, whether you're consciously aware of this or not, you you do have a team around you and they're supporting you and you will start to get in contact with them as you align with your higher self. But uh, yes, don't rob the world of your gifts, I guess is the ultimate message I have here. And start to share them with the world and see what happens because people will recognize them. You'll end up really helping someone and you'll see how much value you are providing by just doing what you love. And also that will serve you in a way and give you this energy and fulfillment that allows you to create something so much bigger than you ever can if you're not sharing your gifts and are not fulfilled. That's the type of thing that really drains your life force energy. And when you share your gifts, what you do when you're passionate about, you get fueled with life force energy. So you're able to create and offer so much more. And you've been sharing your gifts for the last 45, 50 minutes on this podcast with everyone who's listening and myself, which I'm very grateful for, Anna, I'm very grateful for. And on that note, where can people find you? If they want to track you down, they want to connect with you, they want to learn more about you, they want to reach out to you, where do they find you, Anna? Yeah, so my handle for everything is I am Anna Wood. So my, my biggest channel is Instagram. Come say hi to me there. Uh, I have a YouTube channel as well, I am Anna Wood. And then my website is I am Anna Wood. Yeah, she's putting out some amazing things into the world and certainly sharing her lights and her wisdoms with people from all walks of life to help them on their journeys too. So you've definitely helped me today, Anna. You've definitely given me some insight and more understanding into the work that you do and some of the things that I could probably look out for in my own life, you know, some of the things that sort of a signpost or signals in my own journey that are trying to keep me on a certain path. And it's, it's really, really important not to get distracted by some things that do come into your life, you know, for for right or wrong, it's it's important to stay on, on your journey because of why you're on it in the first place and, and to remember why you're passionate about it and what you're trying to achieve internally, I feel, is the most important thing. And you nailed it today in this in this episode. So thanks so much for sharing that with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This chat was so fun. No, you're a legend and I'm very grateful for you. And I can't wait to catch up with you in human form. Look after yourself. T- uh, take care. Uh, self-care. Practice it often. Um, and remember it ain't weak to speak, but much love, keep crushing life. (laughs) You too. Much love. Thank you for having me. Thank you again for listening in to another episode of it ain't weak to speak. Please like share and spread the love to as many people as you can. Let people know that you subscribe to the show. Don't forget to leave a review or a comment so that we can grow this community together because a conversation could save a life. If you want to continue this chat, please join me on the podcast Facebook group at living.org. I can't wait to share the next episode with you. But in the meantime, stay well, keep living, and remember, it ain't weak to speak. Thank you and have a top day. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.